welcome to the Native Informant Podcast. Sarah Groovy. I'm yes. so excited to be here. I'm so excited <laughs> for you to be here. We have had conversations surrounding the topics that we're going to unpack in this podcast mm-hmm. on many occasions, many times. Yes. And so I just want the audience to get a bit of an understanding of who you are, what's mm-hmm. your background, what do you do, let everyone know. So better known as the Dubai matchmaker, I am a matchmaker for high net worth, ultra high net worth men, not only here in Dubai, but globally. And now a first time tech founder. We just launched Maction, the matchmaking concierge, which is basically birth on the 96% success rate of my matchmaking agency. And I cannot wait to bring more, more connection to the GCC. Amazing. So could you tell people a little mm-hmm. bit about what it takes to be a matchmaker and what exactly, in, <laughs> what, what does the job entail? Yeah, so matchmaking, I always say you either have a knack for it or you don't. So for me personally, I have been a connector my entire life, whether that was connecting people for friendship, for business, for romantic. And I kind of fell into matchmaking because in 2020, uh, we all of us were home more. And I'm a person that I like to do things so I actually started an Instagram account called dating in Dubai Mm -hmm. (laughs) where I was documenting my experience dating here and I absolutely love dating here but what I learned from that Instagram account was that people hated dating in Dubai and I was shocked because I was like oh my gosh the most amazing people I've ever met in my entire life live in this country so I decided I've always been a solution seeker so I said I want to be the bridge that connects these people because in all honesty I just felt like people were just missing one another or they were stuck in like the same kind of social circles so I was like hey if you're always hanging out in DIFC I call it the diffic if you're always in the diffic you're a bar star maybe your perfect match is actually down in marina and you never even knew it so I actually started my matchmaking agency here in 2000. 21. We saw amazing, great success. Within seven months, we were global, joined up with a global team. And after that, gosh, we were just creating so much connection, but only for a niche audience, only millionaires and billionaires, men in the region and globally. But with that service, because it's so personalized, we can only take on a certain number of clients per quarter. So I have basically packaged what I do with my elite matchmaking agency into an app for a much wider audience, not just millionaires and billionaires, but ambitious individuals, accomplished professionals, and we'll be able to create more connection. And I'm so excited. That sounds very exciting. And I and I do understand this idea of having, you know, this opportunity to meet and greet people sort of at your doorstep or at your fingertips, yes. so to speak. But what mm-hmm. differentiates Maction from the rest of these so-called dating apps? Oh, yes. Well, firstly, I hate to say, like, I hate using the word dating app mm-hmm. because I think, like, we've had over 11 years of Tinder. And of course, like, now in the day and age that we live in, 2024, most people do meet their partners online. But what people don't know is that on traditional dating dating apps, the ratio of men to women is usually 70-30. So you have 70% men, 30% women. And what these dating apps have had to do is actually create spam accounts, fake accounts, in order to basically curtail to that 70% of men to keep them on the app. So a lot of these men are actually speaking to spam accounts, bot accounts, and that's why 71% of online daters don't go on first dates because they're speaking to somebody who doesn't exist. And I get it. Their business model is to keep people on the app because of advertisements. What we do is we screen everybody who applies to be on the app. Anybody can apply, but we are actually making sure that the people 
people on our app are not only vetted and verified through Emirates ID right now because we're uh, localized in Dubai in the UAE, but also verification through social accounts like LinkedIn. We actually want to see your professional side and your social side. So we look at both sides. We also have a referral system in place as well to make sure that the people that we have on the app are of a certain caliber. Now, once you get accepted, there's payment right away. There is no free on this app, which I think helps kind of weed out the riffraff a bit, which on most apps, they're more like pay as you go or like kind of like a freemium where us is like, no, you have to pay up front for a membership. So once you actually choose a membership, and we don't have like weekly or bi-weekly or any kind of monthly thing. It's either a three-month or a 12-month membership. Once you get on, you complete your profile like most of these apps do. But we incorporate a lot of things like your life goals and your shared values. And that helps with the compatibility process. Now, instead of swiping from like an endless cycle of incompatible partners, we actually send you compatible people every week. It's your job to say whether it's yes, maybe pass on this person. Once it's a yes, yes on both sides and also... So you get to see everybody you said yes to, everybody who said yes to you. It's not like we're holding information from you or gatekeeping connection. So once it's a yes, yes, and this is like where the concierge part comes in, we actually, with our partnership with Seven Rooms, plan, book, and confirm your date with that partnership so that all you have to worry about is actually getting to meet this person in person. So you know that they're actually a real person, real account, and you get to see all of their qualifiers and everything you have in common with them. Because what I've learned as a matchmaker is that if you want to build a life with somebody, you need to have certain points of commonality or compatibility in order to do so. But also, two people could be perfect for one another on paper and have zero connection. Two people, you can be kind of on the fence of maybe this or that. You meet in person and it's just amazing connection for the two of you. So we kind of skip all of that talking phase or where you're just saying, hi, what do you do? All of like that kind of like mundane conversation instead we plan book confirm it partnership with yango we get you to the date after you two meet you have a great time you give us feedback and this is where the compatibility then starts to perfect itself because our internal feedback feeds into our compatibility engines and the external feedback goes to the other person kind of gives them direction as well as to whether or not it was a good match for them but the cherry on top (laughs) are the in-person parties because not everybody has time to meet one-on-one so maximize your chances of connection by meeting a whole bunch of people this week we get to put people on the app we have over 200 members right now over 600 UAE applications at this point in time for an app that we're just beta testing. So I'm super stoked for that. So we're yet to see the success rate with the app. But what I will say is that we had our third party yesterday and three people went on dates after that. Amazing. So we're excited. <laughs> From the launch party, there's three couples already. So that's exciting as well. So I think that what I have see, what I see for the future is so much more connection to be had. But you had mentioned earlier in the brief description that Mm -hmm. you kind of weed out the people and you go for people who are more high caliber. So what exactly constitutes somebody that is considered (laughs) high caliber? So the kind of parameters that we're using now is we're actually we're looking at your professional status and your professional timeline. Is that both for men and men and women? Yes. What we get a lot or what I've learned a lot, too, as a matchmaker here is what I constantly hear from clients is I'm not looking for a gold digger. 
Okay. Firstly, I hate that term because I think that men should protect and provide for a woman. But obviously there's a different mindset to certain people, right? Who are looking to live a lifestyle versus build a life with somebody. So we are looking at people's professional backgrounds in order to basically qualify them as somebody who would be good for our app. Yeah, but why would, for example, a man go to a matchmaker? What what's the point of them <laughs> what's the point of them doing that? Can they not go meet people on their own? There's surely there's the cream of the crop and the pick of the litter. Mm-hmm. So our clients for the agency, it's so funny. There is this misconception that matchmaking is kind of like a last option or die or stray. Oh my gosh, I'm never gonna find someone I need to hire a matchmaker. When in actuality it's our clients' only option. We have clients that we work for that are very high profile a lot of clients who are famous very googleable basically it's harder for them to date because they are so well known so the way that we actually take on our clients and we vet and verify their dates and then how we actually put them together is a system that expedites that and kind of keeps their identity confidential so that we're actually pairing them up with people to see if there's a real connection rather than maybe having that information before independent on how high profile they are in order to actually put them together for real connection. Mm -hmm. Now, another thing that happens with our clients is that maybe there's somebody who basically put their head down and was building a business, right? And they need access to a wider network of people. All of our clients are time poor. They do not have time to be swiping on an app. There are also people who are extremely determined and decisive, and they have decided right now, I want to find a partner. I want to build a family this year. So we expedite that entire process by putting you in front of the good people and real people for real connections rather than you wasting time. My question is, because you're based here in Dubai Mm -hmm. and you're dealing with applications that I guess are regional, the question that I have is, Dubai is known for being a very transient place. People come (laughs) in and come out. So how does that work within the dating sphere if you want to, I guess, you know, put down roots and build a home and things like that? I think that after COVID... People have definitely seen Dubai as more of a permanent place and a home rather than a transient city, especially like when I opened up my agency in 2021 publicly, it was at a time when the UAE had introduced golden visas, work remote visas, retirement visas. There was a massive trend in people buying property rather than renting property. What I have seen as well is that people are choosing to live in this country. I mean, you kind of see everywhere else like... (laughs) kind of falling apart at this point in time. And Dubai has become the new land of opportunity. There is so much influx, not just to to Dubai, but to the GCC. So I think that people have actually shifted their mindset in that. And a way to keep people here is through relationships. So I think that Maction has really come at a time where people are choosing to have a home in the GCC. And do you have a specific demographic that your app and and, and the tech that you're involved with is targeted towards? So what we have decided to do, because we want to make sure that we're creating success for people. So we have targeted certain demographics and we're basically launching different portals of the app. We're timing the launch of the portals in order to cater to different communities. So right now, the first portal that we have opened is more like the expat community, right? And we are timelining the age ranges that we're opening it up to because we want to make sure that we're connecting people for the right reasons. Now, the next portal that we will be opening up is going to be for Islamic 
connections and targeted more towards GCC communities. So I'm super excited. And then after that, we're going to branch off into the other communities that we have in Dubai, maybe Pakistani Muslim, maybe Indian Desi, so that, oh gosh, we live in a place where there you can date the entire map. And what I've learned as a matchmaker is that some cultures are very, you can only date within that culture. So we want to make sure that we're catering to all communities for connection. I wanted to ask you, because you've been in the field for so long, what do you think people are getting wrong when it comes to dating? Maybe they lack the skill of reflection and what they bring to the table, that they have this kind of delusion in the expectation that they put on a partner instead of having the standards that they have for a partner have them for themselves. I get women who come to us, men who come to us, who give me a list of what they're looking for. And my first question after they read me this list, and a lot is physical, and we'll get into that in a second, but after they read this list to me, I then tell them, are you any of these qualities? Do you possess any of these physical traits? That's number one. Because if you want to be with somebody who's successful, ambitious, driven, you then need to have those traits in yourself as well in order to attract that partner and to be attractive to that type of person. Another thing that I see where women get things wrong and men get this wrong as well that this quote-unquote list has a lot of physical traits in there i tell people you only get two physical things in a partner that's it because also when you plan to grow old with somebody physical fades no matter what what's there is that foundation of compatibility that keeps you together and that common ground where you can build without having that foundation there's nothing you can build upon so i think that some people are quite delusional in what they expect from somebody instead of looking in the mirror and seeing what do you bring to the table. I'll say this, like women always say, I need a man who's six foot and above. The stats show that, gosh, I don't have the stats off the top of my head, but not many men are six feet and above, number one. And I think that that's silly because tall doesn't pay the bills. Tall doesn't take care of you when you're sick. Tall isn't something that will support you emotionally, intellectually, physically. So I think that that's a silly trait to have and to have like a deal breaker on with somebody. And yeah, gosh, when I think about men, (laughs) it's funny. I think that a lot of men don't know what they want. (laughs) And they'll say, I want an independent woman, right? They'll say she needs to be independent. But then also somebody who cooks, cleans, and takes care of the family. And you're like, how? How can these two things be in one person? If you want somebody who cooks, cleans that, that's great. You can also hire a nanny to do that. But if you're looking for somebody who has the trait of being independent and that values career and success, it's hard to find both of those in one person. Can you share potentially some success stories that you've yeah! had? And oh my just, gosh, favorite you know, success story. Go ahead. So we have a couple that's engaged. Wow. Yes, we do. We have a couple that's engaged from matchmaking that it was funny because this person had come to me, given up on Dubai dating for life. <laughs> I was like, no way I could ever be with somebody. Everybody here is a gold digger. I said, listen, the women that we have are actually serious. They have real jobs. Let's go through the process. Fourth date, I put him on. 
He's now happily in a relationship about to get married. Now, another couple that we have that I had mentioned on earlier, they are now living in Europe together, about to start a family. And this was the first date I put them on. Oh, wow. I'm so happy that they had found one another because I think like they're a very, very good fit for one another. Even though they had gone on that first date, they kind of didn't date for a while. And then I was like, what about this person? And then it all just happened again. And now they picked up and they're off the success story we have so many others but I mean like those are like my two favorite because I think that when I was speaking about putting them on dates they both were on the fence about whether or not they wanted to meet this person and I said listen you have unlimited matchmaking just go if it's a great connection great if it's not we move on and because they were on the fence about these people but then they trusted me in the process they have the best connection I've always been really fascinated about the dating sphere, especially online, considering Mm -hmm. that we live in such an online world. And my question is always around the idea of when you go on dates, it's so easy to go on those dates, but then it's also so easy to dismiss the people. I mean, this idea of ghosting is just Mm -hmm. so part of the Mm -hmm. dating vocabulary that we've been dealing with for God knows how long. And accepting. And accepting, exactly. And so for those people who do go on these dates, are they going in with the expectation of it being successful or do you tell them, no, don't go in with any expectation? People have become disposable because they live in your phone. They don't live in real life. There is no real connection that you have with them. So it's much easier to ghost somebody, to not respond, and to treat them that way. And because we all have been accepting this behavior, it's just become the norm. And it's sad, but we're hoping with Maxion because there is feedback given on both ends that everybody can find success. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be in the dating sphere, you can't play hard to get. You have to be hard to get. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's yes. the way that we should be thinking about it, ladies, of course. And gentlemen, uh, but you know. And gentlemen. Ladies, of course. <laughs> what people get right, what people yes. get wrong. What have you found in your experience, personally, professionally, all of yeah. that? So I know that we spoke about before about people who are delusional absolutely delusional and I think that that happens with all of the access to information and people that we have online through social media I think that people have this misconception that there's just this endless pool of options when in actuality there aren't and how many of those options are you compatible with how many of those options can you actually build a future with So what I see a lot in relationships that happen is that people are always searching for the bigger, better, badder thing rather than growing what they have. And it's because they're constantly on social media, getting caught in like a scroll hole, looking at all of these perfect people online. Those people aren't perfect. I'm telling you this. I was laughing my head off the other day because what we do, like uh, what we screen people or even just in life in general, you see people online, then you meet them in person and you go oh (laughs) you look way different or you are way different in person than maybe your online persona and people who do have a very large online following they cater to that persona for a certain effect to profit right for most of the people who are profiting from that right or for validation (laughs) and we'll get into validation later but I think that people have this misconception that there are perfect people out there when there aren't 
people are searching for that person who is 100% compatible with them. That's another flaw. You will never find somebody who is 100% everything you're looking for. But you're not supposed to. You're supposed to find somebody. I mean, in an ideal world, 80. (laughs) From 80% and then you can build that 20 together. Right. I also think that people are constantly falling out of relationships because they run at the first hint of something's not going to work out. Oh, they did this one thing or, oh, I got the ick because of this. It is so silly. How are you ever supposed to build a relationship with somebody if you don't have grit and resilience? The relationship you have now. It's so interesting. A friend of mine said, you know, oh, I just want fireworks in a relationship. And then the question is, you know, well, it's like, do you want fireworks or a fireplace? We always want instant gratification. We want Mm -hmm. things quick and fast and ready. And Mm -hmm. we don't want to wait for anything. And we're losing patience and we feel entitled. And all of those things factor into finding a partner. As you said before, you know, I need somebody who's like six foot three, who does this, who's who's Mm -hmm. attractive. You're nothing special. So you're not going to turn around and find somebody that's going to make you the cut above the rest. All the things that you want in a partner, list those down and then be that. 1,000. I always said you need to be that list in order to attract that in a partner. But it's crazy because what I also see when you're talking about this instant gratification, a lot of people nowadays, because of social media, they are constantly searching for validation and that validation through likes, through views. And one thing or your partner missteps in one way, they're so quick to drop you. And I think that that's so silly because you have to think about life and things that are to come in life when you start a family, when you build a business, when you lose a business. God forbid somebody gets sick, there's a death, anything like that. And if you're a person that is so flighty and just runs at the smallest hint of something going wrong, how can you build anything with anybody? So what I look for in a partner is somebody who has resilience, grit, who's disciplined, who's decisive. You need to be looking at the qualities of a person because those qualities never fade, looks fade. It's so interesting because when we think about the actual dating market, people Mm -hmm. generally don't date for what's right for them. They date Mm -hmm. with their complexes. So they expect (laughs) the other partner to fill the void that they were unable to fill or resolve. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. they put the onus on the partner if things don't work out. So once again, it's kind of like handing Mm -hmm. over the accountability or the responsibility from your end. So how are you supposed to find a partner that respects you, that Mm -hmm. treats you well, if you don't have that respect for yourself what do you think are the major I guess uh, red flags that you know that keep coming up whether it's for (laughs) men or for women they might be different or they might be the same I think that red flags are very individual. I think that a lot of people focus too much on the physical rather than the emotional, intellectual connection you have with somebody. It's interesting, too, because when I think about emotional connection, I think about finding somebody who's a yin to your yang. If you're a person who is, like, high-strung and very, like, da-da-da-da-da, You need somebody who's more chill. You cannot be with a partner who's as high strung as you are. It's just, I mean, you can be, but it'll be more difficult, right? And if you're a person who's quick to anger, it's going to be very hard to build something with somebody who's also quick to anger. You're going to need somebody who's slower and who evaluates and reflects and makes decisions at a slower pace than you are. That's finding the emotional yin to your yang. But what I see a lot too is that people are dating when they're not 
ready to date. They're not whole in themselves. So going back to what you're saying about filling that void, you're doing a disservice to everybody. Yourself, because maybe you're dating and you have very low self-esteem because you're not whole yourself, but also to to the other person because you're not able to give them what they truly need, want, desire. So do not date if you are not a whole person yourself because you shouldn't be half of a person searching for another half. I hate that term, my better half. Instead, it should be one plus one equals three because both of you are adding value to one another's life. I wanted to pull on an experience that a lot of my friends are going through who mm-hmm. are beautiful, intellectually stimulating, successful, mm-hmm. financially successful and professionally successful, mm-hmm. yet they seem that they can't land a guy or they can't yeah. find someone. And it's interesting because I've had this conversation with a researcher by the name of Dr. Vincent Harrenham. He was saying something which was really sad, and I hope this is not the case and we find a solution <laughs> for it. But a lot of the research that he undertakes is within the sexual marketplace. And what are the pitfalls and successes when it comes to male to female dynamics? And what he's found is that older men who are considered high value or high caliber are looking for youth and fertility. And so that results in them not wanting to start relationships with women who are potentially in their mid 30s, so to speak. And so there's a small demographic of women between that age that actually find no one because the younger women are getting access to high caliber men. And then those older men are interested in younger women. partly because of youth and fertility but another component is because they are less experienced they feel like they have a lot more to offer these women because they haven't seen much of the world whilst Mm -hmm. another woman has way more life experience Mm -hmm. and so that small demographic of women who are in their 30s where do they go what do they do I think that if you think you won't find somebody you won't find somebody I get women who approach me and speak to me and they're like, men are intimidated by me. And I say, if you think they're intimidated by you, they will be intimidated by you. Stop thinking that. I also think that when you are coming at anything in life, success in relationships, business, personal, anything, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you think you won't find anybody, you won't find anybody. If you're going into everyday thinking, oh, another date, or oh, this guy isn't going to be this, this guy isn't going to be that, or you're going on the date and all you're pointing at or looking at are the things that are wrong with him, you're never going to attract the right partner. What everybody should be doing, any demographic, any level of success, is writing down the way you want to be treated, the way you want to feel in a relationship. You only get to write down two physical things. That is it. Only two physical traits you get to write down on this list. I like making it more of a narrative. Christiana cracking the whip down. Yes, that is it. But you need to focus on how the person treats you, how the person makes you feel. Stop dating for a physical type. Instead, be open to emotional and intellectual connections and when you're speaking about this demographic who feels like they're not going to find anybody what you need to be doing is dating outside of your usual type because you don't know what kind of connection you're going to have I see people together women who are 43 men who are 27 it happens right but even the opposite right people who date who are the same age people who date who have an age gap I think that age is just a number it has to do with the connection you have with somebody the alignment that you have and whether or not both of you are going to put in the effort to build something together. You teach people how to treat you. And I think that when you are in a relationship with somebody, 
and you're looking to build something with somebody, it's important to feel comfortable enough to be open and honest with them. What a lot of people do in dating as well is that they want the other person to guess. to guess how to be the perfect partner for them. I think that that's silly. Obviously, actions speak louder than words, but if you're a person that doesn't feel comfortable telling the other person about boundaries or how you want to be treated in a situation, then that's not the right partner for you. I think that also a lot of people, when we were speaking earlier about chemistry and fireworks and things like that, people are discarding good partners based on this elusive spark. It's elusive spark that they're searching for when in actuality you should be focusing on whether the other person makes you feel comfortable and then they're mistaking comfortability for boring oh my gosh give me a boring guy all day long because you're searching for this instagram person who is out on the town doesn't call you makes you feel insecure searching for validation and likes and views versus somebody who is ready to build something with you And that's labeled as boring. When no, that's a real relationship foundation. You want somebody who's doing all this and searching for validation in other people? I don't. I want somebody who's focused, disciplined, decisive on what they want to build with me. Christiana, thank you so much for being here. I know yes. this is so so <laughs> so short and sweet, and I know we have so many things to to discuss. But we yes. co- we covered a lot of. I think we did. We did. A, did. We we did well. Did. <laughs> but I wanted you to tell the audience where they can find you, where they can find the app, where they yes. can find all the information. Definitely. So if you're interested in personalized matchmaking, that's with our agency, ChristianaMaction.com, and the app. Everybody download. It's in UAE now. Soon to be across GCC. And that is Maction, the matchmaking concierge. You can find us at themaction.com and on socials. Thank you so much. And for those of you who are listening, please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and we will see you next time. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.